<laughs> We're back. And I mean, that's how we've chosen to start 2020. With, with a, Yeah. But here's the thing. This podcast is back, but the location within which you have me recording is very much brand new. Yes. Yeah. So for anybody who didn't see your your Instagram video <laughs> from a couple months ago when you yelled a lot. I did a lot of yelling. Um, yeah, we're in my in my new studio up in Green Bay. So and like it's like legit, y'all. This this is as legit as it's gonna get. Yeah, pretty much for for me certainly, and and pretty legit for this area. I think truly. So I have I have my own office now in downtown Green Bay, the historic Bellin building. The historic Bellin building, and I do all of my recording for my audiobooks in the room that's next door. That's my office, but I also have this little podcasting studio. It's a little nice little nook. A little nook for for making podcasts with my soundboard and my my Shure SM7B microphones uh, that are industry standard for podcasting, uh, including some of the best podcasts we know. It's true. And so, yeah, we've we've leveled up a little bit here at Forensic um, Spaces. I think more than a little bit. Like, this mic is coming out of your table. Oh, yeah, and I did. I did some. I refinished a table. Yeah. Look at me. You, you are... You have accomplished so much more than me. And also, if you didn't see the video, Kurt surprised me with this studio. We were, I was up here to visit Kurt and John with our friends Liz and Dan. And they were like, oh, I just want to show you guys. There's this really cool view of Green Bay. I just want to take you and show you quick while we're downtown. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like, of course, we pull into a parking garage. Kurt has a card. I'm not noticing because <laughs> I'm oblivious to everything. And all of a sudden, we're riding an elevator and we're walking out. And as we're walking out, on the door is his uh, logo. And then I begin the yelling. <laughs> you were actually very quiet at first. Well, yeah, I was completely flabbergasted. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Welcome to my office. Welcome to the the studio. Welcome to 2020, I'm, friends. I'm so happy you could come here and we could at least record these first episodes in person together. It's true. We're making direct, direct eye contact. Mm -hmm. We're in the same room. Maybe people don't even realize that, that like since I moved to Green Bay, you and I were recording remotely. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Almost always. Um, yeah. We didn't do one single episode together no. in the same place at the same time last year. That's so, sad. but this year we're starting it off. We're together. We're in the studio. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited about this space and I'm excited yeah. to talk about forensics. Uh, if any of the, the forensics faces listeners have ever dreamed of starting a podcast and you're in the green Bay area, let me know. Cause I've got the, the space and the equipment for it and it is meant to be, uh, you know, shared, um, I'm not going to say like for free, but <laughs> you know, if you're a, like if you. you're a friend, it won't be expensive. Uh, but yeah, the equipment and the expertise is here to go along with it. So that if you ever did think about starting a podcast, I can Kurt's now help man. you out with that. And you wouldn't have to like come hang out in a bedroom in my house or something like that. You have that. a beautiful home. Come on now. I do, but it, it would be weird to be like, I'm starting a podcast business, but also... That's where I poop. <laughs> you know? It's a great way to introduce a home. <laughs> you know? Welcome. This is the living room. That's where I poop. Well, you'd have to walk past several bathrooms to get to It's true. to get to that uh that space, which is just a a bedroom. So yeah. 
you know, and right across from where I sleep. So this is, I feel like this is so much more legit. It's a, yeah. it's an office There's mood building. lighting y'all. Yeah. I could, I could make it uh, a little, a little darker in here if I wanted to, but we, it was too weird. It was weird. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm really excited about this space and and I want to share it with people. I want people to use it. So if you mm-hmm. or somebody you know wants to to make a podcast, do you want to make a podcast? Kirk Graves is here for you. Nice. Oh, good. Thank you. Jingles. Yay. That we get sued for. Don't <sighs> sue us, please. Mm-hmm. All right. So we decided when we were going to record this that if you are coming to this podcast, this particular episode and you're like, "I want to learn about forensics." Please go into the backlog and listen to some of those because this podcast is basically for Kurt and I to tell you all the things that we have done since last April. If you are a fan of the podcast, but you don't like the usual like 10 to 15 minutes at the beginning that are just Melissa and I catching up, you're not going to like this episode and that's fine. Yeah. By all means, skip it. Go, we're not offended. We're encouraging you. Yeah. We're letting you know that's what this is going to be. We want you to stand in your truth. We, your feelings are your feelings that makes them real, but just go away. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You've already downloaded it and started listening. I've already gotten that sweet, sweet download. Um, That's all we need. Which translates into no money. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> so you've already done your job and it's okay for you now to, to exit. If you haven't already. You may now leave. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that they're gone. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. So, uh, Melissa, we last recorded April 14th or something like that. The yeah. episode came out on the 15th. Yep. Uh, we talked to Pam Katie Wyckoff, which I, I still, still haven't recovered. can't believe we did that. And I'm so, so glad she came on the pod to talk about oratory. I have listened to that podcast several times since so, it aired. Uh, I'm embarrassing, but she's amazing. <laughs> You're not embarrassing. I think, I think we both brought a lot to that conversation um, and she was so nice to us. That's half the reason I like to go back and listen to it is she says nice things about us. That's all we need. I was like, okay, well, when I need a pick me up. I haven't had been validated for a while. I'm just going to turn to Pam Katie Wyckoff and get a little bit. Um, But so I've, I've listened to that podcast several times. I've done several other things, including Moving into an office, yeah. buying a sound booth. That's probably the biggest thing I've done. Um, took a couple trips that were not forensics related. Lucky. I've been to New York. I've been to uh, Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise I'm just living my life up in Green Bay. Uh, reached out to a few programs up in the Green Bay area to see if they needed help with forensics and got crickets in response. Meaning so, all of them. Um, who knows what they are because they just don't respond. Um, I mean, I guess pro tip for forensics, this might be our only forensics pro tip is like if a coach with 10 plus years of experience reaches out to you out of the blue and says, do you need any help coaching or judging? Maybe reply, reply to that email. Yeah. (laughs) Even if, even if the answer is no, we don't need any help. Reply to the email. Ah, all right. So, so that's what I've been up to. Um, you had some actual forensics related stuff that you it's did. It's true. I had of, some of my like end of the school year, early summer. Yeah, we went to the NCFL national tournament in Milwaukee, and uh, I broke a student to the semifinals, which was very fun. Yay, Jackson! Yay! Congratulations, Jackson! And then uh, 
Dallas. <laughs> Took mm-hmm. me a second to remember where I was, even though we were just talking about it. We were down in Dallas for a week, and then Jackson also broke there in Poi. And then stupid. Yeah, that's just stupid. But then after that, (laughs) then broke all the way to the semis in prose. And then my student Kobe broke to the semis in storytelling, which was it just makes every it's very exciting. Yeah, I will. I don't want to turn down the excitement of those, but gets to a point where you are just hoping that they have reached their limit and that they are done so that you can go back to your hotel where the air conditioning is not shared by the hormones of thousands of other teens (laughs) and um, just be there because Dallas was hot. And we, our uh, hotel was uh, three blocks down from the convention center, so we walked. Luckily, we were walking in the mornings, but even leaving to go to somewhere like lunch was just melting, and I hated it. I hate Texas. Sorry. I hate that the NSDA always makes me keep going back. Yeah. Yeah. I, the group of kids I was with in Dallas was great, but again, there's not a ton to do in Dallas. I find that hard to believe. But if if you aren't drive, if you don't have a rental car, Mm. the public transportation is for only downtown. And a lot of the stuff that's there is geared towards adults. It's a lot of bar based things and alcohol based things. So it wasn't the easiest to, uh, and you're saying you do not give your students alcohol or take them to bars. I don't. At surprisingly enough, okay. I know that my maybe maybe that's weird for some people, but no, I I take my students to as many ice cream places as I can humanly find. Mm-hmm. Which well, is that, the main main bulk of what we did was go to a different ice cream place every day because it's not nationals on the Sheboygan South Forensics team unless you eat ice cream every day. Nice. And we truly do eat it every single day. <laughs> And then we, I try to make it a different kind. Froyo, gelato. We went to a, a place where they put ice cream between uh, hot donuts. Mm. Took a took a lift <laughs> out of the city to go to a place where I could have ice cream between two hot donuts. It was beautiful. That sounds good. I suffered for it, but it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Monday after I got back from Dallas, I went to the Sheboygan Humane Society. And I fell in love with my with my with my dog. I, I got a dog, you guys. And she Kurt has a hates dog. her. I don't hate her. I hate, hate the idea of her. It's true. But I love her. Her name is Roslyn after President Laura Roslyn from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, our other cat in our home is named after the president from the West Wing, so it seemed only fitting. And uh, she is the dopiest, cuddliest, most stubborn dog that I have interacted with in my life. And I very much enjoy her. And I'm already planning ways to bring her to forensics practice. (laughs) (laughs) Even though Ben's like, you have to get permission from the school, blah, blah, blah. It's after hours. No one's paying attention to me and my dog. Well, they're certainly not listening to this podcast. No. And if they are, well, you just got caught. (laughs) Whoopsies. Yeah. Um, And then the only, I I did one big travel. Yeah. I was going to say you had kind of a big trip. I uh, went to London and Scotland this summer. Well, the past summer, because we're in 2020 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lovely roommate, uh, Seahorse Soulmate Katie, turned 30. And we celebrated her turning 30 by being in the UK. So we went on the Harry Potter studio tour. And then we rode the train up to Edinburgh and did Edinburgh Fringe Fest. And Edinburgh is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It's great. And I could eat so many delightful vegan foods in London. Mm. And yeah, it was, I ate a lot. 
How was the studio tour? It was not for me. Mm. It So if you could go through the studio tour and not be allowed to take pictures, I would love it. But because people are mostly there just to have photographic evidence, people walk up to something they recognize, wait with their phone in their hand for the person in front of them who's taking a picture in front of it, and then they walk up, take their picture in front of it, and it's just a cycle. So it's very hard for people like myself who just want to see the actual details mm. and, you know, read about them and the person who designed them because I'm just getting in the way of these photographs for other people. I see. So it's more of a tourist thing than a fan destination. And also kids suck. Yeah, that's true. Too many children. Like there are plenty of things about it that were magical. Like the way you get into the actual studio tour, I'm not going to tell you because it, okay. it, it's a someday I will go someday. You will go. I won't say it's not worth it. It's just for a person like myself who it was almost like a pilgrimage mm-hmm. for me. It was like watching people, you know, mess around in my sacred space. And I didn't like it, mm. but it was still, it was still so cool. I got to see the the model of Hogwarts Ooh. and, and, and they like changed the lighting of the room so you can see what it looks like in the morning and at night. And it was really pretty. And I did cry because I'm me. Did you take any pictures? I took a few pictures. I took okay. a picture of the Goblet of Fire because the Goblet of Fire is my favorite Harry Potter book. And I took a photograph of myself and my travel mates in front of the Hogwarts replica. And I sent a picture of the Hogwarts replica to my mother. And um, yeah. Oh, and myself. Uh, me making a crazy face in front of the Hogwarts replica. That's so on brand. So I'll, I'll share that picture of me uh, to our Instagram along with the picture <laughs> of the Goblet of Fire. So y'all can appreciate that. And there'll there be a picture go. of my dog because any excuse to post a picture of my dog, I will. I will do it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'll try to show a picture of the studio so people get to see what it looks like. There we go. Check our Instagram. But yeah. And then we did Glenbrooks in November, which is... Always a crazy Hold weekend. Hold up, did nothing happen between summer and November? No. We're skipping right ahead? I mean, your birthday? I did have a birthday. I surprised you with this office. You surprised no, me I went, on your I birthday. I had like a whirlwind week of like book travel. It's true. In you were October. all, oh, that's right. I, for, I, I thought that that was in November because I'm an awful person. Yeah, you were Mr. Fancy Pants. Well, for literally, uh, I was literally wearing very comfortable travel pants. So I was not Fancy Pants. <laughs> I I took a trip to Virginia to celebrate uh, a particular author that I work with um, who is about to blow up. You're going to um, know his name in 2020 because he is now like with one of the big five publishers and they are really pushing his, his works. Are we this not, year. are you not allowed to say his name? Oh no, we're talking about TJ Klune. Talking about TJ Klune who, and Clunatics. The Clunatics. Um, so there was, his fans call themselves the Clunatics. Yep. We met up in Virginia. There were about 45 people who came from all over the world, including Australia and England and Germany uh, who came to meet TJ 
at uh, one of the Clunatic's homes in Virginia. And I wasn't sure at first I was going to be able to go because that very same week I was going to the Gay Romance Literature Convention, which I had been to the year before. Um, and like, I just didn't know if I could do both trips in one week, but it worked out. I got some last minute deals on flights where I flew into one airport and flew out of another airport. <laughs> um, and it all happened within like 36 hours. Yeah. Um, so I literally just packed a backpack and went to Virginia for a couple of days and had such a great time meeting all of those people. And then a couple of days later, I was in Albuquerque for that book convention. And some of those people who were at the meeting in Virginia were also at the book convention in Albuquerque. And that I think was the best part because yeah. I got to see some people and get to know them a little bit better there. And then they were also in Albuquerque. So I got to hang out with them there. So my beloved Australians and New Zealanders um, who are fans of TJ Klune and who I got to spend a lot of time with. And um, yeah, that was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'm an awful friend in that I have read uh, the Green Creek series, which is the first thing that Kurt narrated for uh, TJ Klune, but have not listened to Kurt's narrations of said books. <laughs> Correct. That is a thing she does not do. And I'd be madder about that. Notice how I said madder. Mm -hmm. If you listened to other audiobooks. But I don't. But since you're not an audiobook listener. Yes. I understand. And I genuinely believe I can read faster than I can listen. Well, sure, you can. Yeah. But sometimes the experience, yeah, people, sometimes yeah. the experience isn't about speed. No. Melissa. I know. Sometimes the literature but is that's... not about just like taking information in. Okay. 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 Read with your ears. <laughs> I have a button. Did you get a button? I did not get a button. Oh, you, well, do you button, deserve button. a button? Yeah, I want to put it on my Sheboygan Self Forensics backpack. Yeah, you don't, in fact, read with your ears. No, well, you podcast. I'll, podcast I'll let that happen. A lot. Um, but no, if you want to be someone who is on the front of the TJ Clune wave that is about to come, go. I think starting with the Green Creek series is good. Mm -hmm. You're going to be very frustrated because the last book um, doesn't come out until August. <laughs> until August. <laughs> but they are great and they are super inclusive, really queer representative. Just they're they're so good. Mm -hmm. And Kurt really likes that I read them after he's already narrated them because the day that they come out, especially with this last one, I just gave him all of my reactions as was I was fun. reading. And it was a lot, but go get them. They're great. And they're, and they're not expensive. Just go. No. Go do it. Yeah. Well, and, and TJ has, is now self publishing all of those. He was with a small independent publisher, but he took all his rights back. So you are supporting the artist directly. Do it. If you purchase any of his books at this point. Um, and yeah, I, I would say for somebody who is not already reading gay romance or gay literature in, a, in any form, Wolf Song is a good entry it's point. It's, it's not too much in your face. No. Um, if you're a, a fantasy, like high fantasy fan, like Game of Thronesy type person, and you're okay with that genre being made fun of, he also has his Verania series, uh, which is also very good and which is also excellent in audio. And um, Michael Leslie, who is that narrator, was also with me in Virginia. Nice. Um, and he and I are buddies now. So that's... <sighs> Look at you and your it's fun. Networking. It's fun getting to know other people who do do this work and also work with uh, 
with TJ and Michael will actually be narrating one of TJ's mainstream books coming mm, up in 2020. Which one? The Extraordinaries. Okay, that's His what I was going to guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's it's on many um the Extraordinaries in particular is on many lists of like most anticipated YA books of 2020. So that's why knock on wood, I think the guy's about to be big and I know he's already he's a great writer. Yeah. He curates great characters and writes great stories. Mm-hmm. So. But he's also just a super great guy. He's really interactive and really giving mm-hmm. with his fans. And I really appreciate that because I know how stressful that can be, especially because Clunatics can be intense a little with bit. their love of it uh, and very protective of their of what they believe are their characters because books mm-hmm. belong to their readers. But he, he just seems like a swell dude. And it's good to hear that he actually is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's secretly... Uh, a terrible person. He's doing a really good job of not letting us know. Yeah. About it. Then kudos. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I did with my fall was taking those two trips back to back. You were very busy. Yeah. And then November came, mm-hmm. and then you went to Glenbrooks. Yeah. So and now it was talk. Glenbrooks. Now talk about Glenbrooks. It happened. It, I broke people. I broke two kids for the first time. I broke and I in the years we've been to Glenbrooks, we hadn't broken anyone. And this year, I broke two kids and boy, and that was cool. But I I don't love that tournament. Why not? Um, tell they, me about it. Okay, so the building that they put the IE events in, the cafeteria is not large enough for the kids that are there, so they're spread out all throughout the building to just try to find places to sit and be. So there's no there's no quiet area. And one of the rooms that they use, because there are these pods in the middle of the hallways, so the school branches off from a center stairway down like four little legs, we'll call them. And between two of the legs are these big pod classrooms with those uh, folding doors. And they don't, they don't trap any sound or keep any sound mm-hmm. out. So it can be very difficult to listen to a student who's performing while they're doing that or to be in the hallway and the students who are there, you, they're over. It's just hard. Mm. And it's, it's fast. It's a lot. Some students compete another round on Sunday morning because they flight the schedule. I don't really love it, Okay, but I found a really good donut place with my student Camilla. And there's the content we're here for. I'm, I was there for the donuts. <laughs> it was, an, it was a, it was right along the Metra. So it's just this like tiny little looking like train building. It's very, very small, but the donuts were very good. Okay. Good to know. That's what I accomplished. All right. So did we do anything else interesting? I don't, I think that's everything from me. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about the TV and movies we watched. Yeah. Yes. Cause that is what is interesting as well. <laughs> I also am including things that I've watched on YouTube because okay. yeah, of course. I watch things on YouTube. Um, yeah. Just one thing I watched on YouTube. Well, you kick it off. Okay. I, you are organized with a list. I will be coming up with things as we talk about them. Okay. Um, so in the time since last April, uh, I got into this this person on YouTube called Baumgartner Restorations, where he restores mm. art. Like oh, very old art yeah. and he like cleans it and he also has to retouch it. And the videos are like 45 minutes long and you can either watch them where he is narrating everything he's doing and explaining why he's doing it or you watch it and it's ASMR style. So it's just the sounds of the tiny cotton balls like 
spinning in circles or the sound of him like, it's just so soothing. Mm. <laughs> and I am very much one of those people that enjoys seeing things transform. Like I also love watching power washing videos or rug cleaning transformations have been big for me in the past. Wow. Transformations is a strong word. We're going to watch when them it later. When it comes to rug cleaning. No, I'm going to, you're going to see it's ridiculous, <laughs> okay. but it's so satisfying. <laughs> Kurt and I have a very full schedule for our evening of things we have to share we with do. one another, which is mostly me just making Kurt watch things on YouTube. We can do it during our arts and crafts. Great. Uh, so if you are looking for calm YouTube content that is attached to literally nothing else in the world, Baumgartner Restorations is what's called on YouTube. I love it. Your turn. I love it. Um, this is a... I, I'm going to talk about it because I'm obsessed with it, but this is not a recommendation for young people. And it's really probably not even a recommendation for most of the adult coaches I know because the content is super graphic. But I have fell in love with the podcast, My Best Friend's Journal. And Kurt's mad at me because um, I haven't listened. I'm, I'm mad at you because like, I rarely recommend things with this much gusto. And the last time I did, it was the Crooked Media Pod Save America. Yeah. And you do love it now. I do. And I love, so, love it. Okay. While you're talking, I I'm going to go add like it into my podcatcher right the, now. So the, the premise of the podcast is simply this. There are two good friends, one of whom kept a journal for five years where he just wrote down a few things that happened to him every day. And they are now going back to the journal. And each episode is like a week or two of journal entries. And then they talk about this guy's life from that time. Um, but it's like just the best like if you were to get so lucky to sit next to like two really interesting gay guys, just like at a Sunday brunch, like dishing about their lives and their love lives. And like, sometimes it gets a little political. Sometimes it gets a little social justice -y. Uh It's a lot about pop culture. There are celebrity encounters. There are sexcapades. It's just like so much fun to listen to these two guys talk to each other. In downloading the episodes, I was trying to cover a laugh while Kurt was talking because of the title of this. I can't, I'm not going to say it cause we're a, right. We we're, we're, we're educational, but um, mm -hmm. the title of the pod of one of the episodes just made me laugh. Right. So they're, I just downloaded the first 10. They're just, they're very funny and clever and you can tell they are really friends. And so they, they have a good rapport. Um, the episodes get better as they go on. Cause you can Great. tell that they, they become they, more comfortable. They become more comfortable talking to a microphone and talking to each other. Good. Um, and I think at a certain point too, they just decided like, well, we're talking about this stuff. So they stop kind of like beating around the bush. They just, they talk about their lives and their experiences. And, um, and you know, again, part of why this content maybe isn't for everybody is because they do talk explicitly about the sexual encounters they have. Um, I don't think that's bad for people to listen to, but I understand that some people don't want that content and yeah. that's fine. Um, it's also, I think part of why I enjoy it so much is it's two gay men talking about growing up at the same, like around the same time I did, mm -hmm. um, you know, and coming to terms with your sexuality and like what that meant. And so it's very interesting to me on that, on that front as well. Well, and there's so many podcasts of just like white dudes hanging out and talking to each other, like straight yes. white dudes, like riffing and being comedic. So like getting the fact that they're, they're at least gay. Like, yeah. They're still, least, they're still just a couple of white dudes, but at least they're gay. Yeah, at least they're gay. So that's that's the one thing that I've discovered that I am obsessed with. It, the episodes come out on Thursdays, and I am always so excited to listen. 
Delightful. Mm-hmm. One last YouTube recommendation. So I've talked on the podcast extensively before about my love of the Olympics. So I will occasionally go and watch Olympic events when it's not the Olympics, like things leading up to it. So I've been watching a lot of the figure skating stuff that's happening because we're about, it's 2020 now. We're going to have some Olympics. I'm stoked. Ready for those Olympics. I'm ready for the Olympics. So YouTube then suggested to me a video from 2014 of the World Acrobatic Gymnastics Championships. Y'all, acrobatic gymnastics is incredible and crazy. I am not going to talk too extensively about it, but I will just tell you in one sentence. They throw that boy around. Go look up acrobatic gymnastics. Yeah. A lot of my recommendations are things that I distracted myself from the world with. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, was and that you've already shared with me in the chat. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I then went and watched some videos and they're bonkers. It's, it's crazy it's what these people do. They throw in that boy around. They throw in that boy around. <laughs> All right. What else from you? Oh, gosh. Oh, what's a go to next? Um, I really love a show on Netflix called Dr. Foster. Ooh, that was that's recommended. Right. Uh, from Linda Holmes from the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast. She tweeted about it. And I went and watched the first two seasons. It's a British drama. Uh, I can't say much more about it without ruining things. But if you like Killing Eve, you'll like this style of drama uh, because things are constantly being revealed. And if you like Killing Eve, Jodie Comer was in this uh, before she was in Killing Eve. So... Uh, Again, it's hard to talk about without ruining it, except that it's just a really fantastic drama with uh, an anti-hero that you're still rooting for, though she is not perfect, but it's a woman instead of a man for once. For once. Which I I really, really, really enjoy. On the note of anti-heroes, I, along with most of the country, fell in love with Succession and loved every minute of that. I know that it's not for everyone, despite the fact that so many of us watched it. It's not for Kurt. He tried. I tried. But I'm, I, I'm not saying it won't eventually be for me. But like, It's not for you right now. I, I have not wanted to go back and watch another episode. I loved it. I, I inhaled it. It was so good. I hate, you hate those people. But you also like them. Mm-hmm. And outfits are on point. The suit game is strong i was gonna say the styling of that show may be the thing i loved so the most about and it. they're always in these and i told kurt i was like well you can just not pay attention to the characters and just pay attention to the real estate because mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes the homes they are in are masterfully grand but if you are looking for people to hate but written in a way that acknowledges the fact that human beings are complex and we need to approach them as such uh, knowing that someone's complex doesn't mean you have to love them, but acknowledging that they are complex. Succession. Okay. Um, I will see your prestige television and I will raise you prestige <laughs> television, uh-huh. uh, which is that I finally watched The Crown. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm not obsessed with The Crown itself. What are you obsessed Be- with? In season three of The Crown, we finally meet Princess Anne. As an adult. Is that who Helen Bonham Carter plays? No, she plays Princess Margaret. Got it. Princess Anne in season three of The Crown is, um, well, she's perfection. 
She's she's everything I want to be in life. Um, she's every character I ever want to play. She is no nonsense. She does not give two hoots about being a royal or the life she is supposed to lead. Um, this character on this show is so well written and so well portrayed by the young actress who plays her. I don't remember her name right now. Um, but getting to her in season three was worth enduring seasons one, two, and three of The Crown. Which, to be fair, I I really struggled to get through season one. Um, but it was beautiful and it was well written and it was well acted. So there was like enough there to keep me there. I just don't find the show that interesting. But I found her to be so compelling and it was absolutely worth it to uh, to 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 watch The Crown for her performance, if nothing else. She's genius. Go look it up. She's wonderful. I'm trying to find out IMDb right now and failing. So someone else. Well, it's because there's a million actors in that show. And there's so many people on this show. <laughs> and then in season three, they all got new actors. So there. Oh, some of these people I didn't even realize were on the crown. I didn't watch the crown. Um, what I watched on Netflix more than once was um, homecoming by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. If you are feeling down in the dumps about life, which <laughs> no, 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 it's pretty easy to right now, y'all. Uh, it is just beautiful. It is this marvelous embrace of HBCUs and that style of March music. And it's just so cool. And it's so well edited and shot and it's interspersed with showing how much work she put into it. They rehearsed for so long leading up to those performances because it's the recording of her two performances at Coachella. And it's just... And who's her? Who are we talking about? Beyonce. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm just saying you haven't Homecoming said it. Homecoming by Beyonce. It's what it, like, it's literally called Homecoming by Beyonce. Uh, and yeah, it, it just felt good to fall into something and get hype for absolutely no reason. I literally watched it the first time in my bed and at certain points stood up to dance along because I was feeling so, as the kids used to say, hypey. So, Homecoming by Beyonce on Netflix. All right. I'm going to recommend another podcast. Do it. I loved it. Uh, Dolly Parton's America. Ooh. It's not done. We've got a couple episodes left to go. Uh, it's from WNYC. Uh, not much explanation is required. It's about Dolly Parton and her place. Uh, it's about her history. It's about her music and it's about her place in, you know, in culture in America. Uh, she's one of the most well-liked people in the world and they kind of go into why that is. And, uh, she's, she's wonderful. The message is that she has to share is wonderful. Uh, but they also talk about that. Like sometimes she's a little problematic. So Seeing people complexly. Highly recommend. I am, I I can't recommend it, but I will say one thing that I did a lot of was watching the impeachment proceedings and watching all the Democratic debates. Mm -hmm. A lot of America is on political burnout right now because we've been preparing for this year's election for centuries. (laughs) So, but... I really enjoyed especially watching uh, the Dem debates, getting to see, at least at 
at one point the diversity of potential, but seeing people who are going, who have Washington aspirations or who are in Washington, who are hopeful mm-hmm. because we spend a lot of time being beaten down. And I feel like every time we lift one thing off of us, another one comes crashing down. But after watching the debates, even if I'm a little bit like, okay, everyone's on the same thing, blah, blah, blah. There are some moments where I'm like, yes, this feels good. Um, And the fact that it is in a time where we can watch the impeachment proceedings and we are inside of those rooms and we, it is a way for us to participate Mm -hmm. in the process was really cool for me, but I'm also a politics nerd and it can be very boring because they, those hearings were hours long leading even up to if they were going to do it at all. Uh, But I found it really important to be able to see and make my own opinions because a lot of what people, a lot of decisions people make are what their chosen news source is putting it through. Yes. And I was just about to comment on that because I didn't get to watch as much of it as you did because unfortunately my job means I have to be in a, in a literal box, in a literal box and it has to be quiet and I can't watch things while I do it. Um, but from the, the hours that I consumed, what was fascinating to me is that, you know, how, how much is said that still has to be condensed down to like a two minute news format, even from news sources that I trust Mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh wow. They really had to kind of like gloss over a lot of what was said. Um, and especially what's interesting, what happens I think a lot of times is that when a lot of people agree on something like the facts, Mm -hmm. then that's once that's presented as one side. And then like the one person who says like, I don't think that was a big deal gets like equal time in the news. And like, so that was just such an interesting uh, thing that like we know happens, but to see it happening in real time, like Mm -hmm. I watched that hearing and 95% of it was everybody agreeing on one thing. And 5% of it was one person dissenting, but then you go to the news and it's like, here's half and half. And it's like, no, it wasn't half and half. It wasn't even close to half and half. It was like wide consensus. And then like, one person who disagreed. And there are people in my life who, cause I was watching it at work. I work on two screens. So I had them running on the second screen while I was working and people would stop at my desk and be like, give me the update. Tell me what it's going on. And even in telling them, I would say, but make sure you go read about mm-hmm. it from someone smarter than me, because I can only give you my opinion and what I believe is happening through my lens and with my not expertise, but like my knowledge and background and you need to make decisions for yourself. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah. I don't know. I don't consume as much media as I used to for mm-hmm, sure. Cause you work so much more. And yeah. And again, it's even when I'm not in a booth recording often I have to be reading. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really read books that aren't things I'm recording anymore. And I, I do enjoy watching TV at night, but it's usually just like, <gasps> how could I forget rap battle? Did we talk about this? 
I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Rap battle. W-R-A-P battle. It was on Freeform. It was a special. It was a competition between people who rap presents. It was so much fun. I love to rap presents. Kurt is the best present rapper I I know. I really, really enjoyed watching rap battle on Freeform, but it was on Hulu, which is how I watched it. Wow. So that, yeah. Oh, how could I have forgotten? Because I was thinking, I was like, I know I watched something, like just binged it. That was it. Beautiful. That was it. I had no idea. Which then led to my my now current obsession of just like binging old seasons of Project Runway that I had never seen before. So Nice. Kurt's doing Project Runway. I'm binging Survivor because we're people who you know. It's just one of those times of year where there's no new TV on. Yeah. So you kind of have to find something else to watch and... But I don't want to not consume. Consume. Well, I don't want to not watch some. I don't want to watch something I've already watched. Yeah, you still want to be you know? consuming something new. Yeah. So you're doing fine. Yeah. Even if we're watching things that've already aired from years and years ago. But new to us. Really, all that means is that I can't like immediately look them up online because I might find out what the results were. It's true, and you don't even like spoilers. When sometimes they're really cute, and I want to know if they have an Instagram. Yeah. I just I have to wait till the end of the season. You or until they it. get kicked off. <laughs> I do. Um, my last thing. Okay. As basically opposite from rap battle as one can get. I, for the first time, watched the John Wick trilogy. Now, this is not a recommendation for everyone because they are violent movies. But the messages of those movies that are past violence... And the issues that they ask the audience to look at and consider, such as the ethics behind people who are assassins, is so interesting. The fight choreography is amazing. (laughs) And fun fact about me, I love fight choreography. It's the main reason I watched the first few seasons of Arrow, (laughs) because the fight choreographer is incredible. But so many things about the John Wick movie are great. And he, as a character played by Keanu Reeves, does not talk very often. So there are a lot of moments in the movie that are purely based in soundtrack. And the soundtrack is great. Hmm. So if you have not watched the John Wick movies yet, and you're like, huh, I've, always, I've kind of wanted to. I've heard people talking about them. Just go do it. I, I loved them, which is very outside of the norm for me. Yeah, yeah. But they were, they were so good. <laughs> And, and I will say, if you're the kind of person who doesn't like watching a dog die in a movie, a dog dies in the first movie. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. I have to look up if dogs die in movies before I watch them. Yeah. I don't get that. It makes, I can't do it. But and you're, now fine, the, and, you're fine if people die in a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the part I'm always like, I don't get it. I just don't care about dogs more than I care about people. You were there during that one episode of Game of Thrones where someone takes out a horse at the legs with a sword and I began immediately crying. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's true. So go do it. So we've given you TV and podcasts podcasts and movies. No music. I'm Uh, not a music person, so I can't recommend any music. I mean, if you're under a rock and you haven't listened to Lizzo's album from last year, because I love you, you should be doing that. Sure. Um, I've been really into, uh, good luck kid by the band Joseph. Uh, actually, uh, I am doing a very not Melissa thing and I'm going to their concert by myself next month. All right. I bought a ticket just for myself to go take myself to their show. 
because no one else I know listens to their music. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not really like on the hip music. Um, I'm. I really enjoy the Frozen Two soundtrack. It is good. It is good. It's like I don't know. It's got some nice tunes to it. It's just fun to listen to. And it, and, and as someone short. who can't sing, I love to sing along to it because you know? I'm I'm an awful singer. So. Before, you know, you get sick of it because six-year-olds are trying to scream. Get it in. Sing. Go enjoy the actual music. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're at the beginning of the year, do you have any resolutions or determinations for 2020, whether they be about yourself or this podcast? I mean, my my goal for 2020, is, like, they are really business goals. Like, I want to increase my audiobook production. I want to be getting more output each month. Um, until I am at what's considered like a professional level. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm doing that, I want to be able to start using some of my free time to start building up, uh, the podcast side of my business. Cause I would like to, I enjoy producing this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love what we do. I love our listeners. This podcast will never make money. There's not enough of an audience for it. So this is, and always will be. Something I do out of love alone. I would like to do some other podcasts that maybe have the potential to uh, earn some money. If there's a podcast that you think Kurt and I should do together that we can then monetize, we've only ever thought about one that we would potentially do, which would be a TV rewatch of a show that Kurt has watched all of and I've never seen. Yeah. So, but, uh, so yeah. I mean, if you want to, we can read my old journals. That's... (laughs) Don't take this the wrong way because I think it's probably a good thing. I yeah. don't think you've had an interesting enough life. Thank you. To <laughs> fill out a podcast with like weekly revelations of things that you were up to. Yeah, no, I didn't. Mm. It's just a lot of sad poetry about being very alone. And there's enough podcasts about that. There in are. The world. But so. uh, yeah, we're very excited. It's 2020, y'all. Competition season is right around the corner, or if you, depending on when you're listening to this, it has already happened. So that's very overwhelming back. to me right now. I'm making my overwhelmed arms, mm-hmm. but we're very excited to get this season uh, going. This happens every year. I know. It's every year. But you would think- every coach and every school in Wisconsin is like, we're going to be ready to go by January. And then this always happens. So there's always a ton to do to fix, to change. There's new people still coming in the door. It's true. You, you make it work. It's what the activity's for. Yeah. These first few tournaments, as we say every year, are for, for kids to get their feet wet and to experience the activity and to get some feedback. And then, you know, by February, it'll be a, a well-run, well-oiled machine. So. Um, if you are feeling overwhelmed about preparing for the season... Uh, you should go into our backlog because there are a lot of great resources in there. Uh, Things about picking out your pieces, how to write your intros. Um, I'm trying to look through our episodes to see. Uh, Yeah, there's all sorts of good stuff in there and really great motivating interviews. If you just don't feel like you're in the right headspace for forensics yet, uh, go listen because it's great. And then you'll just get to listen to Kurt and I be cool more. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, if you 
are new to the activity and are trying to learn just about the categories. And again, you don't want to deal with us just like blathering away. Um, on our website, forensicsfaces.com, there is a tab where it takes you to the all of the episodes we did last year that talk about the categories, but it goes, it jumps right to the actual category conversation. So and if you were at the fall coaches meeting, that's the resource that I use to lead the fall coaching yes. meeting. Yes. So Hooray. you can, you can get that uh, at our website at forensicsfaces.com. Um, and then, yeah, so we've got some ideas for episodes that are coming up this season. Um, I guess our new year's resolution, did I ask you what your new year's resolution was? No. Oh, Okay. Well, we're jumping ahead. What's your New Year's resolution, Melissa? Um, I'm not actually doing resolutions. I'm doing something called determinations, where I'm telling myself that I am determined to do something. And uh, I am determined to train my dog, because I love her, but she sucks at walking. I am determined to put my own health before other people. So, like, being okay with the fact that I want to go to bed and not feeling guilty about going to bed, even if it is. 645. And uh, I am determined to read more books. All right. As I am every year. I don't read very much nonfiction, and I'm trying to read more. Okay. So if you have any nonfiction book recommendations to me, uh, I really like investigative books. Uh, I like the Ronan Farrow books. Or uh, true crime. Give it to me. Give it to her. And I just want to point out that this... Marks five years of me doing this podcast with you. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. Here we are in 2020. We did Yay, it. We did it. So, so all right. Let's do it. 2020 let's do forensics. It. Here we go. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Forensic Spaces is proudly produced in Wisconsin, the birthplace of the National Forensic League. Our theme song was written and performed by JJ Hammeister. If you're a fan of Forensics Faces, the best way to support the podcast is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can get in touch with Melissa and me by emailing listen at ForensicsFaces.com. You can also find links to all our social media accounts and online merch store by visiting ForensicsFaces.com. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. Preferably in that order.